Hello and welcome everyone. It is time to enter the Kumite. I'm joined today by our technical engineer, the Knife Road Ninja himself, Sean Myers. This week we will be venturing into the Caucasus of Ingushetia and bringing Movsar Evluev into the arena. But first, if you enjoy the content we're creating, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. You can also find us on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course Spotify. So let's get right into it. Movsar Evluev belongs to an Ingush type named Yuvloi. Um, types are a kind of clan or system of hierarchy that reside in Eastern Europe. They are technically part of the Republic of Russia, but there have been some resistances to remain independent. Um, the regions that these people live in are extremely mountainous and therefore harder to access with militant forces. So they stayed more so isolated and developed their own system of hierarchies. Um, however, the geopolitical complexities of the Caucasus never ceases to amaze me. So it doesn't take me at my word here. I I am not educated nearly enough on the topic to be giving history lessons, but the culture and the stories that these people have are absolutely fascinating, and their histories and stories are not taught much to outsiders or foreigners, but very interesting stuff. Let's move on, because we're here to discuss Movsar Evluev. Movsar made his name uh, in M1 Global, and these M1 Global guys are not to be overlooked. Evluev had to go through a line of absolute killers to separate himself from the pack over there, but in April of of 2017, Evloev faced Alexei Nevzorov um, to claim the interim bantamweight championship. Um, he knocked him out in the second round to claim the title. Um, Evloev went on to face Pavel Vitruk um, for the undisputed title. Um, he defeated Vitruk by unanimous decision and unified the championship. Um, so he was the bantamweight champion of M1 Global. Um, and then he had two title defenses where he finished Sergei Morozov with a near, rear naked choke in the third round. And then he faced Rafael Diaz and knocked him out in the fifth round in an amazing fight to retain the belt. Uh, after this, it was all history because he signed with the UFC. He is currently fighting the UFC's featherweight division and has surmounted five victories without a single loss and has a nice and shiny record of 15-0. and 0. Um, It's so nice to see a fighter with a clean record like these. Boxers out here taking tomato can fights. Uh, it's just so rare to see in MMA. But let's start with his attributes, shall we? I mean, that's why we bring him here into the arena, see what he's got. Um, he's a grappler at heart. Um, even though he really is rounding out his skill sets, he has a Greco-Roman wrestling foundation, so he uses a lot of trips, body locks, and suplexes um, when he can get them in. He actually earned the rank of Master of Sports in Greco-Roman Wrestling. I'm not sure if this is their version of a black belt, but the title sounds important. So I'll go ahead and chalk this up as a huge feat. <laughs> um, this is good. The featherweight division needs some more elite-level wrestlers. <clears throat> so what else, what else am I noticing here? The things that this man can do with an underhook is amazing. He uses the underhook to come out on top of nearly all of his scrambles. Um, you can tell that he's really strong physically and is fantastic at changing the direction of where he drives his momentum. He'll grab the leg or even an ankle and use that underhook to drive over his point of leverage to have these guys up against the cage and him one step away from taking their back. Um, he uses a lot of the Dagestani control that we see in UFC today. Um, wrist control to break posture, wrapping a hook with his outside leg from the cage to prevent him from standing up, um, and ground strikes everywhere in between. Uh, for a Greco-Roman wrestler, he has a really strong blast double leg. Um, he has such a good understanding on the feet for him being a wrestler that it helps him to see his moment of when to shoot and to not have to force it. Um, typically when he shoots, he makes it look pretty effortless. Um, or you can tell that he's just doing it 
to mix it up on the feet, or you can tell that, you know, he's just trying to pressure them, break them down mentally and physically. Um, but he shoots low, and he shoots quickly, and he can run right through you. Um, but let's get into his striking. He keeps his hands responsibly high. He's always shelling up, and he's moving around. He moves his lateral movement. Um, his footwork is pretty plotty, but like I said, he does move side to side. He does mix up his angles. He will, he'll slip in little pivots here and there, um, and has a good bit of bounce when he's in his step when he's backing up. So, if I have to choose where I'm going to bounce, I'd hope it'd be on the retreat. Um, <laughs> he's really good at slipping the jab and landing his big hooks and overhands. Um, he stands a little too straight up. This will allow for some of the stronger strikers in the division to find places to land on him, whether it's setups to the head or the body or around the guard. He'll throw, he'll throw in combos. He's more of a boxer. Um, he'll throw some leg kicks uh, to interrupt the flow of his opponent, but he isn't going to take too many chances with the kicks. Um, he's got a nasty straight jab uppercut combo when he has someone backing up. Uh, I really like how he composes himself after whiffing an overhand or a straight. He'll wait in that position to see what his opponent does. If they're too close, he'll wrap up a half-tie clinch. Um, he'll work his way into dirty boxing um, or perhaps go into some sort of body lock. Um, or if they swing, he'll roll the punch to the outside and reset his stance. Um, sometimes he'll dip under for a blast double leg, of course. Um, he is a wrestler at heart, after all. Um, but, yeah, I'm very impressed with him. Um, he's had five fights in the UFC. Uh, so, you know, he's not exactly a nobody prospect. He's definitely already here. He's definitely proved himself against some top-notch guys. Um, he just came off a win over Hakeem Duwadu and is ranked number nine at the moment. Um, some interesting matchups that I'd like to see starting off to try to introduce him to the higher level, the higher echelons of the featherweight division. I would like to see him versus Dan Ige, Calvin Cater, um, and, you know, just a little fantasy matchup. I would love to see him and Brian Ortega and see how that plays out. You know, the jiu-jitsu prodigy versus the Greco-Roman wrestler and both have solid stand-up and different things they can do. Um, but there are all kinds of other components that I could go into from here. But I like to keep these videos somewhat relatively short and sweet. But with that, guys, we will wrap up our analysis of Mosar Evloev. I'd like to thank everyone for entering the Kumite with us here today. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. This is not a sport. You don't play fight.